0: Rudy Giuliani show sarai Well that is the voice of Paul Sorvino.
1: I think maybe you would be uh, somewhat surprised, because when we think of Paul Sorvino, who, uh, God bless his soul, has, pa- has passed on, uh, we think of uh, dramatic and sometimes comedy, comedy roles. But I knew Paul quite well, uh, particularly during the time I was mayor, uh, had great, great affection for him, and as an opera lover, which I am, and I might add aficionado and expert. Uh, he knew he knew that, and um, he told me his great desire in life was to sing the tenor role in Otello, which is um, by far the most uh, demanding tenor roles and he was um, it was not impossible i mean he had he had a tenor voice that was certainly better than some of the tenors who sing at the Metropolitan Opera. Not as good as, let's say, Pavarotti, uh, Domingo, you know, the top Kaufman today. Although a voice not unlike Kaufman's. He had um, a dramatic tenor voice, which means one that had baritone notes. So he could have played a role like Otello, which is really the defining role for tenors. A role, by the way, that Caruso never played. And a role that Pavarotti played, but just um, in concert. A role that was dominated in the 80s and the 90s by Placido Domingo. Earlier, by great uh, tenors like uh, Walter Slezak and um, uh, Mario Del Monaco and John Vickers. These are some of the great, big voice tenors. I'm sure I missed a few, but my my personal favorite was Mario Del Monaco. So uh, Paul and I would uh, constantly talk about opera and about tenors and about how uh, they didn't produce as many big voice tenors as uh, they used to, like everything else, right? And also about um, his desire to uh, to break in, but of course his acting career was, I look here now at his his filmography and both the uh, uh, television, series that he starred in, played in, the movies that he starred in, played in. Uh, Goodfellas is the one I guess we think about playing Paulie, uh, Paulie Cicero, uh, which is based on the real-life uh, Mafia guy Paul Vario, who I also knew. Um, he played uh, Sergeant Phil Soretta in uh, Law and Order. He was in A Touch of Class. He was in Reds. He was in The Rocketeer. He played... Um, Kissinger in Nixon. He was in Romeo and Juliet, and he was the father of Mira Savino and Michael Sorvino. And he was a wonderful man. And I also want to thank my good friend Greg, who who um, did a very very nice thing on Paul just before. Don't you love Greg? You got it. The lady who called up and worried he's going to change his name. I thought it was hilarious. And he's thinking about what he wants to be. R. Greg Kelly or something or I don't know we like it that way Greg she was making a point this lady was trying to make him guilty about his his parents baptized him in love that way he married his wife though he can't change his name I th- thought it was rather rather in- in- interesting well once again once again we get a weekend of violence uh, I don't know what to make of the bishop who was uh robbed at gunpoint in his church is it is it actually correct they took something worth uh four hundred thousand dollars from him is that i mean is that really true um, he's the he's the guy remember he was going um, but he was going to turn in the guy that actually turned himself in and they came in. They had guns on his deacons, uh, and he had about a hundred congregants in the room. The men and the women dropped to the floor. The women and children uh, started crying, and then the men uh, grabbed his his jewelry, and they took off in a white Mercedes. So everybody here has like upper end cars, right? Doesn't the bishop drives around in like a big? car, Bishop Lamore Whitehead, and he was, he was five or ten minutes into his sermon. He saw the door of the back of the church open, and um, the service, by the way, was being live-streamed, so I guess you can see that you can probably pick this thing up, um, and they... Um, they went to his wife. They took all her jewelry. They had a gun in front of an eight-month-old baby's face. They took off his bishop's ring, his wedding ring, his bishop's chain, and then chains under his robe. And um, and they had guns on the deacons. They took things from them, and then they took off. Wow. I mean, it's... it's um, then then we have of course and this this is on our this is on our website uh com website the pedestrian i mean the, this happens to all of us right at one time or or another if we drive uh if we drive automobiles right the, but, but uh, the pedestrian was um was struggling uh with the car and uh the car had uh, broken, broken down, was walking on the sidewalk when a black four-door sedan slammed into him around 6.40 a.m., 6.40 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, it shows the victim being thrown into the air. And then then uh, they get out. Instead of trying to help him, they go through his pockets, they take his stuff. Uh, uh, and they uh, checked again to make sure they got everything. I mean, this is this is uh, uh, what are these people? He's in critical condition. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't. What, what? 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 I guess you know. It leads into the what is going on? What has got gone, going on in our city, right? Adam says he's going to handle panhandling. Good. Come on, get at it. We don't need, we don't need the return. We don't need the return of the squeegee men. Thank you. That's a, and I'd like to know when you call up what you think of the idea of uh, casinos in New York. Hudson Yards, Times Square, Willits Point, Coney Island. I once came up with the idea of putting a casino on Governor's Island a very high-end casino. My theory, quite uh, frankly, was to take money from foreigners who came to New York with lots of money, you know, all those rich people that come from Eastern Europe, uh, from Russia, from Ukraine, from Kazakhstan, and Azakhstan and Pakistan, and uh, sometimes from China. Uh, they love to gamble. I mean, I've seen people from China walking into... Uh, exclusive places in Las Vegas with what's like five million in cash I'd love to grab some of that for New York put up an exclusive casino charge big money get some nice boats be like Monte Carlo and then have lower-end casinos but I, that one would be almost it, like one you'd want to make money on but you can have lots of choices there that, that, that was my contribution and it, it was uh, it was beaten down by the liberals it was beaten down by the liberals because they said it would take money from poor people. And that's the way I stru- – that's because that's how that's how I structured it as a, a upper-end casino so that basically it would uh, discourage um, middle-class people or people with limited means. And it would be a place where the high rollers that they go fly all over the world to bring them to Las Vegas and other places, they're in New York. They're in New York anyway for, for shows, for – we could grab their dough, maybe they should still consider that. A governor's Island was given to the uh, city of New York by Bill Clinton to me. Now that, now the question is, what do you do with it? And we've gone through many, many plans for it. That was a bit of my original thinking and a nine hole golf course, that's why Clinton gave it. Uh, the price was, he would be allowed to play there for free if we ever developed the golf course. <laughs> oh, he hasn't gotten a chance yet. Um, so I would throw. I would throw uh, if they're really considering this. I think this may be too many. This, this as I read this article and and, and the other posting on it, it, seems to me these are a number of the places they're considering. They say uh, Times Square, Willits Point, Coney Island, Hudson Yards. They all have their pros and cons. Don't like Times Square, as as one of them, by the way. Think a little out of the way might not be bad. Let's try to keep these as upscale as possible so they don't add to crime, okay? They don't have to if they're done the right way and you have some common sense about what you do. And I try to keep them to a minimum, not a lot. You don't need a lot. I mean, there are people who just morally are against it. I am uh, not in love with it, but I'm not morally against it. And I do think it's a legitimate way to earn money to pay the necessary uh, bills Bills that we that we have. Uh, you know, I don't, I, I'm not one of these people saying, no, no, never, 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 never. I am uh, very, very sad also to see the passing of Michael Long, the head of the Conservative Party for many, many years. Mike was 82 years old, and Mike was a very, very fine gentleman. I've been, on, uh, I've been in races against Mike, and I've been in races with Mike, and it's much better to be in races with Mike. It always was. He was a very, he was a conservative, you know, long before that was a, uh, when, when conservative was a dirty word, he was a conservative largely within the structure of the Republican Party, although he kept, he kept his party separate, and, uh, uh, and, and uh, some, sometimes uh, I believe he elected Senator Buckley on that line, if I recall correctly. Um, almost certain of that. Um, He certainly elected some Republicans who needed that extra conservative vote in order to win. That is is, uh, correct. Um, His last really strong candidate was George Pataki, I think. I I hope I didn't miss anyone. Um, And now, of course, Lee Zeldin is on that line, and we'll have to see what happens. I mean, I think this election is assumed to be one that sh- that a Democrat's going to win because they always win. I would not assume anything this year. I would not, and I'm not saying that as a Republican. I've said it to Republicans who assume they're going to have a big win. Wouldn't assume a damn thing. I just keep taking a look at what's going on, and I will tell you if the crime increases and Hochul continues to be uh, absent she seems like she's absent from everything, absent from bail reform, and there are more examples like there were the other day with Zeldin's guy getting out in two uh, in two hours after trying to kill a United States congressman. You see, when you when you go at him with something like that, shaved down like that, and you plunge and you plunge at his at his heart. I mean, think think of the guy that punches a guy; he goes down and he dies. You take that risk when you do that. That isn't an attempt. That wasn't an attempted assault. That was an assault. He actually grabbed them. Touching. It was a touching. I don't know if the DAs go to law school nowadays or what law school they go to. Uh, probably it's um, in China somewhere that uh, Soros probably funds it to teach you how to undercut the law. But that was a serious crime, and the man should not have been put out on the, on the street. Should not have been put out on the street. I don't know if the Democrat Party... It's just intent on producing, just to see how much crime can we produce. There's a guy in the state of Washington now, right, across the country, found with 91,000 fentanyl chips in containers. 91,000 opportunities to kill people from China, probably handled through the Mexican cartels. We set a record last year for fentanyl over. we're going to set a record this year for fentanyl overdoses, it's all a product of open borders because they just come in willy-nilly. And these records started to get set once we had the Biden open borders. It's another contribution of Joe Biden getting Americans killed. So we will be back in a few minutes and uh, we'll get to your calls. is Rudy Giuliani.
0: Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go.
1: to the Rudy Giuliani Show, and don't forget, I'll be bringing you my final thoughts at the end of the show, so stay tuned. Now listen to this. Listen to this. Remember it? Oh, yeah. They're back! They're back! They're back! They're back! They're back! back. Yep. Jaws is back. I think it's appropriate. Jaws is back. The population uh, has increased. There's no question about it. I mean, they've been here. They've been here since uh, the be, be, uh, since way back during Jaws. One, two, three, four. I don't know how many Jaws there have been, but there have been a lot of Jaws movies. But they are known uh, in this in these waters. Around 300 of these animals uh, have been uh, tagged over the years and roughly a hundred or so about a third pass through the waters around cape cod every year which means they come close to here as well uh and there's been an increase in them we think because there's been um there's been uh, there's been a, an, a period of time that they've been protected and so were the seals which are their main big source of food so you've got that and you got the seals rebounding so we've got to expect we're gonna see more and more of these uh of these sharks. Um the Atlantic White Shark Conservancy Sharktivity App is the place to go if you'd like to know where they are. I, I think I think it's pretty darn accurate. And on the tourist beaches of Long Island, uh half a dozen bites so far this year. And there had been none in the last three years. So six bites Last couple weeks, none in the last uh, three years, which means uh, there is something to the fact that their population has increased. Now, these sharks that are doing the biting appear to be sand tiger sharks or maybe bull sharks. And uh, no question they're dangerous and no question they can kill you, uh, but not like you see in uh, Jaws where they swallow you. I mean, they'll kill you, they'll bite you. You could bleed out. Um, And also, uh, they're coming closer to shore, it's believed, because a couple years ago, two Democratic, I emphasize Democrats because they're so uh, proud of how they protect the environment, and sometimes they don't think out the consequences of what they're doing, but they uh, protected a a species of fish known as Manhattan, M-E-N-H-A-D-E-N. And uh, porgies or or bunkers, they're, they're, uh, they are very very. Um, they are like bait food for the sharks, little tidbits for the sharks to nibble on, and they have increased dramatically because they've been preserved. So now you've got the, the you've got the um, you've got the seals for the for for, uh, for the big holiday dinner for the sharks, and you got the Manhattan for the uh, snacks, and that brings them into. Um, our waters that also happen to be cleaner now, which is another reason, why, um, another reason why there are more of them in our waters, although right now, so far, it looks like the number of shark bites globally is going to remain about the same, 75, and there are many, many more in Florida, by the way. 60% of the uh, shark bites in the US and 40% of the shark bites in the United States Take place in Florida now, should you be bitten by a shark don 't panic, get right in quickly and quickly apply great pressure to the wound uh, the, the The danger the danger, not necessarily what 's going to happen because these sharks so far hasn 't been a great weight. These sharks bite you uh, the, the danger you could bleed out, you could bleed to death, so you know what to do when you 're bleeding you take You take a gauze, a piece of paper. <laughs> your shirt, your whatever, and just apply tremendous pressure to the wound. Press it down as hard as it, as painful as it is. And then get, as soon as you can, somebody stronger than you or maybe with more strength because you've been injured to do it and you'll have a, you'll have a really, you'll have, you know, you're, you're going to survive. Everybody so far has and you'll survive. But remember that advice, okay? That's from, uh, not from Dr. Rudy, just uh, uh, first aid Rudy. Uh, Call 1-800-848-9222 if you would like to talk. And I think we'll go to, I think we'll go to, well, we don't have time, I'm informed, because we're going to have a short break. But when we come back, we'll go to those calls. We'll have the mayor's final words. And we've got a couple of other topics, like the Hall of Fame. Hmm? Okay. We'll be right back. network welcome back Uh, this is Rudy Giuliani and you can chat with the mayor at 1-800-848-9222 yesterday's uh, uh, baseball Hall of Fame ceremony was quite um, I think it was quite beautiful but to me it it meant a great deal I spent a great deal of time uh, way back the last time it was attempted and throughout the years helping to get Gil Hodges into the Hall of Fame. I knew Mrs. Hodges very, very well. In fact, on the day of September 11, uh, 2001, Mrs. Hodges and uh, Mrs. Reese and Mrs. Robinson were waiting at the um, at the uh, City Hall for a, a breakfast. We were going to have to raise money for the Pee Wee Reese, Jackie Robinson sta- sta- statue. And uh, that was eventually Put up and it sits now at uh, City Field in Coney Island, where the Mets have their farm team. Mr. Famous Pee Wee Reese putting his arm around uh, Jackie and uh, accepting him uh, and sh- basically showing. Really, I think his teammates cu- cut this. Well, um, Gil was part of that group also. A very, very fine man, a uh, man with a great war record. He was a hero during the Second World War who came back and you know, played, uh, began as a catcher, actually. In fact, Ralph Branker once told me that the best catcher he ever had was Gil Hodges. And they switched him into a first baseman, and he won gold glove after gold glove after gold glove. I used to drive me nuts as a Yankee fan. You know, Pee Wee Reese would throw it short, hop it, and Hodges would just pick it right up. He was a clutch, uh, too, it was a clutch right-handed hitter. He, um... He played in more than sixty-six. He uh, played in more than sixty-six games. Uh, uh, no, he took over a med team that won more than sixty-six games. They took him on to the championship in nineteen sixty-nine. His daughter gave a beautiful uh, speech for him. Also, also inducted, of course, with Big Poppy, Even though you're a Yankee fan, you gotta love, love, love Big Poppy, One of the greatest guys in baseball. Tony O'Leaver, Jim Cott. Jim Cott, love Jim Cott, great announcer too. Buck O'Neill uh, and Bud Fowler, who might well have been the first uh, black in, in professional baseball, but in the last century before the last century, so it was quite a quite a, uh, ceremony at Cooperstown. And Fowler turns, I guess, turns out to be the first person from Cooperstown to ever get into fame. Hard to get to Cooperstown. But, boy, if you're a baseball fan or just a history fan, you, sh- you should go. So uh, let's, um, since, since uh, P- Big Poppy once played for the Seattle Mariners, people think of him as the Twins and the, and the Red Sox. You know, the Yankees, I mean, George Steinbrenner wanted him. Always upset that the Yankees didn't get him, particularly every time he hit a home run against him. Uh, let's go to the state of Washington and Julie. Well, Julie, are you there? there
2: Rudy? Rudy. Hello. How are you? How are you? Good. Oh, happy happy to be able to talk to you, of course.
1: <laughs> As always. <laughs> Thank you.
2: <laughs> um, I'm glad you're doing better Thank and you. uh doing great. Hope you're not hope you're not overdoing it too much and uh <laughs> I know, I know I'm not that's not gonna happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what's but, up? Uh,
2: <laughs> but that's what that's what we love about you. Um, I was gonna say I, I had just like two two things to maybe mention. One one is about how are we supposed to protect ourselves if uh, a war should break out when we have zero oil reserves and they're trying to dwindle it down as fast as possible. That's one thing. And then another thing. I I know that the Nancy Pelosi's been. Uh, Tom Fitness, and after her in court since day one of the Capitol six riot, and uh, she refuses to allow any anything to be heard or seen with ha- that had to do with Millie and her.
1: I so, I I. I, you're I aware uh, of that. Well, I just finished a a, po- a podcast that'll be out on Wednesday. You might enjoy it. Uh, it was with Ashley Babbitt's mom, Mickey, and also with uh, the lawyer. Um, who has uh, represented some of the toughest cases of the J6 uh, people. And um, I think I just have to say one, one thing. How can a committee of decent, civilized human beings sit in judgment of something that happened where a human being was shot and killed unarmed, and they haven't looked at a single record, they haven't called a single witness, They haven't looked at a single film when there are exceedingly important questions about that shooting that emerge from just a cursory look at the film. I have no respect for these people. I don't know that you are entitled to much of a label of a human being when you don't care about the death of another person. Ashley Babbitt was killed and a very legitimate question can be asked. Was that a legitimate killing? It has not been asked, it has not been investigated. She was, um, she was picked up. She didn't try to scale over that wall herself. She was picked up after everybody else ducked and and the word gun was mentioned twice. Everybody else ducked and they picked her up. And the gun just happened to be pointed in her direction. Shot her right in the neck, no questions asked. Uh, The guy filming it is an Antifa-associated guy. He took a very clear picture of the gun. He could have easily taken a picture of the shooter and he didn't. And very little effort was made to revive her afterwards. They also could have stopped it easily by uh, the cops that had abandoned their post just about four minutes earlier could have pulled her down rather than uh, blow her away. Now I think I know where that should come out if we had justice in America, but I do know that it's unconscionable that uh, other things are made a big deal of, and this isn't raised as a que- as a question. I mean, the guy who went into Pelosi's office, I don't know, what did he steal, a piece of paper or something? He didn't kill anybody, he didn't physically harm anybody, he, he uh, intruded put his foot up bad 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 Uh, there's only one person that was killed inside the Capitol that day there's just one killing and it's the and it's ignored even though there's enormous amount I've I've seen at least three different versions of that film it's very available and I've shown it to completely objective homicide detectives who are shocked I mean, few of them are, are definitive about the fact that it is actually a murder in the first degree case, or a murder, at least to the second degree. Now, how about we try uh, Ralph? Hey, Ralph <coughs> Okay, then we'll go to Larry. Hi, Rudy. How you
0: doing? Hi, Larry. There's, there's, there's a couple of
1: things I
0: want to talk about. One, one is actually Babbitt. At- but I really have to be remiss if I didn't mention the Hall of Fame with, with, with that great talk you gave about Gil Hodges because somebody who's, not, who's probably feeling really lousy today is Pete Rose. And I want to say... Oh, yes
1: yes, were, yes, 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 you, yes. You, you I'm were, on your side.
0: You were talking about gambling before? If Pete Rose was found to have, to have bet against his team, against the Cincinnati Reds, I would say keep him out forever. But I don't think a man like Pete Rose, I don't think, I think way back when he was found that he never bet against his team. He just bet. And, and, and I think, if, if, if I hate to say this, but if he wasn't white, I think he would probably be in by now. But leave that as it may. I have, I'm glad you're with me. But I, I have to talk about Ashley Babbitt because I have the answer to your question. Okay? Ashley Babbitt, the reason it was not investigated is because they wanted somebody to get killed. That's how nefarious these people are. You, you don't realize what you're dealing with here. These are people that murder. And they wanted the reason they wanted someone to get killed, not necessarily Ashley Babbitt, but they wanted someone to get killed. Hopefully, somebody that looked more dangerous than Ashley Babbitt, because they wanted to pin it on Trump. But guess who messed up? The guy that fired the bullet. You see, those those police officers that are that are that guard the uh, Congress people. They have a special position to shoot to kill. I heard this a long time ago. If they don't see a gun, they're allowed to assume that the person is unarmed. But in this case, he messed up. Why? Because he saw that she was unarmed. That changes the whole equation. When you don't see if somebody is armed and you're allowed to assume, that's a far cry from when uh, when you definitively see that they're unarmed. He messed up. And that's why they're sweeping it under the rug. They're not pinning it on Trump. Had it been a legitimate killing, they would have pinned it on Trump. And that's why there's no investigation in the Ashley Babbitt case.
1: Well, I'll tell you the thing about it that should be pointed out. She's 5'2". She shot somewhere about eight feet in the air, which means she was being held up. People were holding her. Uh, She was like a pure target everybody else kneeled down and it almost seemed like everybody else knew what to do. It also seemed like Sullivan, the guy who filmed it, had the timing of it just right. Now remember Sullivan who filmed it was involved in another shooting situation that he filmed two months earlier. So how how does that coincidence occur? And why isn't that examined? And what is Sullivan doing walking around the streets? He gave a speech the day before telling Antifa people to come there and, well, he actually told them to take out Trump. What's he doing walking around the streets when these other people have been there for a hundred? And why aren't those questions asked? This is, this is straight out brainwashing. And uh, our media thinks we're so stupid that we're just going to accept these shows they put on and just believe it. I mean, you put on a show about January 6th and you don't, you don't explore the one killing that took place inside the Capitol, then you're a phony. And how, how, and how about if you were a three time loser phony? I mean, this comes after Russian collusion, the uh, totally uh, proper, The totally proper conversation with the Ukrainian president that turned out to be improper because uh, 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 Shifty Schiff lied about it. And then finally, the the hard drive my and Trump and everyone else being accused of being Russian, uh, uh, Russian agents. Well, now, on those three situations, some side is lying. The other side is telling the truth. The ones bringing the January 6th hearings are the ones that lied in each one of those three situations. The ones that are being accused unfairly are the people who told the truth in those last three situations. What are we, stupid? They think we are. How about we go to, um, why don't we try Joan? Good
3: afternoon, Mr. Mayor. How are you? Decent, thank you. So I have a comment, and I have a question. My comment is I think it would be terrific to bring gambling into uh, New York City, provided, as you said, like Governor's Island, where you don't have teenagers accidentally stumbling into gambling. I think it would be terrific in terms of keeping taxes down and and giving more money to, to help keep us safe. And um, I have a question that I've had a long time for you. Um, they t- took away your license to practice law, and I would like to know how much did it cost out of your pocket oh. to attempt to keep your license?
1: Yeah, I haven't, uh, uh, hasn't, haven't even had a hearing yet. It will cost millions of dollars. Yeah, that, uh, that's the purpose of it. And it's completely unfair, completely unfair, yeah. completely ridiculous, completely vindictive, completely political, completely dishonest. Uh, it's ba- uh, the one in the, my suspension in New York is based on the fact that I'm a danger. I'm a danger of causing a riot. The, the, the things that I say cause ri- riots. Well, first of all, to start with, the court in D.C. already let me out of the case that alleged that. There was a case in D.C. brought by all of these phony dishonest congressmen that said that my words and, and uh, Donald Jr.'s words co- uh, contributed to the violence and the court said there's no evidence of that. Well, there's no other violence but that. I mean, I'm on the radio every day and nobody burns down any buildings based on what I say. You'd think they'd call me up and return my license to me. I mean, they predicted over a year ago that I would, if I kept saying this stuff about stolen elections that it would lead to violence. Well, I keep saying it. I'm sorry, they're going to have to execute me. I believe in my heart that there was a stolen election. I believe I can prove it. I believe if an honest, honest, unbiased uh, group of people looked at the evidence I had dispassionately, they'd come to the same conclusion that I came to. I think all you have to do is look at um, 2000 mules or read the, uh, the, the final decision of the Wisconsin Supreme Court finding the procedures in Wisconsin that were used completely illegal and the votes completely invalid, enough votes to change the election, but they did it after the election rather than before. There's no question that Arizona was won, uh, that Wisconsin was won by Trump. That is even a question. And then that was also uh, uh, demonstrated by an independent review done by a judge. Of course, they attacked the hell out of him. They attacked the hell out of 2,000 mules, even though they can't find a single, not a single situation in which they had the route wrong. And it's all based on technology used by the FBI, CIA, the police to track people. They basically track your your iPhones. Well, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to have the mayor's final word. The mayor of New York city, Rudy Giuliani. This is uh, Rudy Giuliani back, uh, with, the uh, Rudy Giuliani show and with the Tunnels to Towers sponsored mayor's final thoughts. Now, Tunnels to Towers is a superb organization. I mean, the best you're going to find it takes care of those uniform members who are, uh, harmed in very, very significant ways in the line of duty so that they are incapacitated or lose their lives. For $11 a month, uh, you you participate in their being able to have their homes paid off, uh, God forbid, should they die, other assistance for their family, and for building smart homes for those who have been catastrophically injured and therefore, you know, need the assistance to be as independent as possible. So my my final thoughts today are going to be about uh, the danger that has gone on in this country of uh, brain brainwashing, and the um, the fact that the mainstream media in this country has organized into uh, uh, maybe not uh, directed exactly uh, from above uh, the way it was in. Um, in the Soviet Union or is in China, but is just as effective as uh, commanding one view and one view alone on uh, on subjects, very often where they have uh, significant conflicts of interest. Now, what do, what do I mean? What do I mean by that? Well, what I mean by that is that when the first uh, story of Joe Biden broke, way back in 2017, 2018, that he was involved in bribing the president of Ukraine. Uh, it should have been followed right away, immediately, immediately investigated. What, what's what's so crazy about that, by the way? Ukraine is known as one of the most corrupt countries in the country, in the world. The president already had a reputation, great, dis- great disappointment to the State Department, of being a bigger crook than even the prior president. Biden had a, break, a background of being a sleazy little senator who could be bought for anything through his brothers, particularly, who were constantly getting thrown out of and constantly in scandals involving cheap, uh, cheap little shakedowns. And his son had gotten a job he didn't deserve with MBNA Bank, and the senator was known as being a whore for MBNA Bank. I mean, he was known as Senator NBNA. He was the only Democrat who fought the bankruptcy bill because his son was getting big bucks from, uh, from the company. It was written in the newspapers. Every six months there was a scandal about uh, his, uh, his brother's lobbying activities. There were a number of articles about the son. Then there was a major article in 2015 about the uh, relationship with the crookedest guy in Ukraine, Zycholo Zyko- Moshev- Moshevsky. Zoloshchewsky. I, I listened to the Fox, otherwise pretty good analysis of uh, of it, but they d- really don't point out with any specificity at all the background of Psycho- Zoshevsky. For, for Hunter Biden to have gone to work for him and uh, uh, is outrageous. I mean, he was one of the biggest crooks in the Ukraine. He was Russian oriented. He was supposed to be helping them. His father was the point man, supposedly helping them, meaning Ukraine, to fight Russia, and uh, they're helping a pro-Russian Ukrainian get out of trouble. The money that they collected, which was in the millions of dollars, certainly was for the purpose that the witnesses say who they don't allow to come to the United States. It was to bribe Joe so that Joe could get Zloshevsky out of trouble. Uh, Fox misses that. I don't know if they miss it or they want to miss it. Uh, I mean, Fox is good on some things, and Fox is a sellout on others. You say stolen election on Fox, and they'll keep you off forever. Well, go take a look at the uh, opinion of the Supreme Court of Wisconsin and tell me that those judges are wrong. All four of them are crazy, and they shouldn't be reported. We shouldn't even report it. Four judges of the Supreme Court of Wisconsin say the election was stolen. They say the procedures under which the election was conducted in 2020 were illegal. And illegal votes have to be discounted by the law of Wisconsin. That means, if you follow the law in Wisconsin, Trump would have gotten the votes. And he's nuts for saying it was stolen? And you can't be put on the air to say that, free country? And Fox enforces that? Shame on you. Crack through it, ladies and gentlemen, we're Americans. They don't run us, we run them. God bless America.